Casual Temple Podcast, and you are listening to episode number six, and I am your host, Marilee Duffy. The Casual Temple is a place to discuss the many ways we are connected to the unseen world and how that empowers us to know our true selves. On The Casual Temple, we will hear from everyday people discussing their magical practices, psychic phenomenon, energy healing, as well as hear about their amazing, mystical, and paranormal experiences. This week, my guest is Tiffany Reitz, who joins the podcast to talk about her journey to becoming an internationally renowned psychic medium and angelic channel. We dive into how her practice assists her clients, who her favorite mediums are, if the Ouija board is a good psychic tool, and her experience with the angel Lucifer. Yes, that Lucifer, which you definitely don't want to miss. Well, thank you all for joining us here at Casual Temple. Our guest today is Tiffany Reitz, who is an internationally renowned psychic medium and angelic channel. She is a certified UCI Reiki master and uses her trance mediumship as a paranormal investigator of haunted locations. Full disclosure, I am a client of Tiffany's and she is a wonderful energy healer and her work has helped me personally in so many ways and physical, emotional, um, and has also assisted me on the spiritual path I am on now. Uh, Tiffany, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm like melting as you're talking. Literally, you are the best. You are Aww, the best. No, you're the best. Oh, it's going to be a love fest. I can tell. <laughs> Just to kind of jump into it. So what would you say is your earliest memory of a personal spiritual experience that you can recall? Um, Probably when I was seven years old and I ended up having a little girl um, who had like long, dark hair and this like white, like horizontal striped t-shirt on. And uh, she was at the edge of my bedside. And instead of being startled, (laughs) I decide to put my hand as if I'm going to touch her and it goes through her. And then that's when it kind of was like, because then she just disappeared. And immediately I'm like calling my parents and I'm freaking out because I'm like, what the heck was that? Mm -hmm. But the interesting part about that is, is that, my so my brother's wife actually before she even you know had been with my brother even heard this story she had talked about how she had a dream about our house and there was a little girl with long dark hair and like a white striped t-shirt and I was like that's really weird and then fast forward um to my now fiance who said that he saw a girl very similar um, when, you know, we were sleeping side by side with one another and, and he was just like, and it really spooked me. And I was like, I'm actually honored because she doesn't show herself to everyone. And I really feel that this spirit in particular, um, is not only very picky, but I feel like she's just misunderstood. And mm-hmm. I feel, you know, it's, um, it's just a special relationship I feel like I have with her. So I'm honored that, you know, she, she gives people glimpses of her. So, um, so yeah, for sure. That was my very first experience and definitely, um, took me by surprise because, you know, as a child, you're awake, you know, I was fully awake. I wasn't in sleep paralysis or anything. It was just literally, I see this little girl standing by my bed and, Mm -hmm. She wasn't, <laughs> she wasn't able to, to be in that physical form where I could touch her. And that, that was terrifying at seven yeah. years old. So, so yeah. 
So yeah, for sure. So she, is she like, it sounds like she's a spirit that's still kind of with you and around. Absolutely. I Hmm. for sure think that she's um, more so attached to our family home. Um, And it's very interesting. I really feel that my room in particular in the house kind of acts as like a portal. um, Spirits come in and out. People um, who have like slept over, um, you know, my parents have had experience. Everybody has had an experience in that house. Um, There's just something about it that is, um, I don't know, it's, it's like a portal. I mean, people have seen stuff in the backyard. People have seen stuff, mainly the, the most, probably the highest activity that happens in the house is probably in my childhood bedroom. And it's definitely, um, from what I understand, has calmed down over the years, but mm-hmm. it's, uh, I would definitely say it, it still has its own unique mark. And I mean, my dad actually even said too, like, he's seen a woman, same thing, long, dark hair, which is interesting because I actually think that it is a woman who appears as a little girl. Because I think that she appears as a little girl to most people and particularly to me at that time because I was a child and I and I feel that she didn't want to frighten me so it was like what better way to kind of show herself to Mm -hmm. say hey you know I'm another little girl Um, but my dad actually saw the same imagery but it was in a woman form Um, so I thought that that was really interesting. And he was like, he's, he said he was downstairs watching TV and literally saw this person, um, like look like they were walking into the closet door and he was like, what? And he like, (laughs) and everything. Yeah. And he got up and, you know, he, he literally had asked my mom and my mom was asleep upstairs and she was like, just you know, like didn't even know anything was happening. And, but they have heard, like my parents have had their bed shake. Um, and a lot of things have happened. Um, it was, it was really weird. And on my closet door in my bedroom, it would leak this like substance. And I joke around and I say like, what if it was ectoplasm? And because it would, it was very strange. There was no water leakage. My dad tested it and it had the consistency of like olive oil. Mm. It was so strange and it would only leak in like certain spots. It would leave particularly like three streaks and it happened. It was happening for like a month. You know what I mean? And I'd go Mm -hmm. and I'd wipe it. And then it was like a little bit more came down Um, but then nothing ever since, like I've been back, the door's not oily, nothing. My dad checked it. He was like, I don't know where this would have even come from. So I just kind of wonder what that was. Um, so when I tried doing research, cause you know, it's like, even though I'm, I'm a very spiritual person, I also want to be very logical and, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm like, you know, can wood do this? Like, I'm like <laughs> looking it up. I'm like trying to figure out, you know, an explanation, but yeah, it was very strange. It didn't happen on any other doors in the house. Um, we've heard, you know, knockings, voices. Um, I've done EVPs in the house. My dad has like, also has like a little recorder and stuff and he's caught things. So it's definitely, it's very, very active. And I wouldn't say that they're, you know, like negative or malevolent. Mm-hmm either I just think that um it's almost just as if it's like a passing you know mm-hmm. what I mean where they come yeah. in passing and um yeah and who knows maybe that's from me uh opening the door when I had played the Ouija board <laughs> oh. when I was 
middle school because that's <laughs> when the activity really picked up. Oh, really? Um, wow. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, and it was just, that was a whole nother experience on its own. And I really feel like, um, you know, my dad tried to warn me, he's like, you know, that's not a toy. And I'm like, but it's from Toys R Us. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, but it's like, it probably, I mean, Ouija boards, they're, they're not toys, number one, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you know, knowing what I know now and knowing that, you know, about mediumship and all that and being a medium myself, I'm like, I probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Like, that young. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, but that's when the activity really ramped up. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ouija boards. Yeah, I was just going to ask you about what is your current opinion on Ouija boards? On Ouija boards. Uh, listen, <laughs> I think that, you know, just like tarot cards, mm-hmm. um, pendulums, dowsing rods, you know, I think it's really important to be discerning mm-hmm. and to call for protection um, and to be ethical. You know, when you're going into a practice like this, it's definitely not a game. Um, but Will I ever use a Ouija board again? I'm going to say right now, no, Um, just because uh, I don't, you know, I just, I don't really, um, the thing about it, and I know that, you know, for the other tools, you can say the same thing Mm -hmm. um, about like how it's kind of like a telephone and you don't know what's going to pick up, you know what I mean? Um, But there's something about the Ouija board that I just feel is a different form of communication Mm -hmm. and a bit more powerful. And um, a lot of the times, actually, a lot of physical mediums, um, like like for physical mediumship, they'll Mm -hmm. incorporate Ouija boards to try to get some form of, you know, like spirit appearing in the physical, having some form of evidence for that Mm -hmm. matter. So it's very interesting. Um, But I definitely, yeah, I don't, I'm not... I'm not really a fan. Are you? What about you? Oh, um, no. I mean, I I don't even know. I think we played with the Ouija board when I was like a teenager, like we all have. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're like, whoa, that was kind of weird, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like that was weird. But as an adult and understanding, probably in the same respect that you do, like adult, like now you're like working with spirits, you you find those like tricksy spirits, right? Yes. And they're really good at impersonating, right? So it's like uh, <laughs> like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, um, so, yeah, okay, yeah, we, <laughs> we're in agreement on the Ouija yeah, board, we're on that same vibe with that, yeah, <laughs> totally, <laughs> okay, so who would you say, so that was kind of like your earliest experience, and can you kind of describe sort of your path into like what you're doing now, as far as like your spiritual path, or how has it looked a little? So I had suffered from like anxiety and I would get like these panic attacks when I was younger or from what I thought were panic attacks, I should say. And um, like I would be in school, you know, elementary school, middle school, even all the way up to high school. And I would kind of get very nervous Um, for no reason. I would get these feelings And I like this sense of doom, something's going to happen. I would start freaking out. Um, And then every time that would occur, we would either find out that, you know, somebody that we knew had passed away Mm. or um, like somebody would like have an accident, fall, anything like that. And um, I started to think like, oh my God, am I cursed? You know what I mean? Like, am I 
things happen to these people mm-hmm. because it's like, why is it associated every time? You know, you're young, you don't understand. Um, so I tried later on in my years to really try to, to shut that off. And, um, you know, it was just like, you know, the doctors, um, had put me on like medication and such for depression and anxiety. Um, and that kind of like opened the door, I feel like for me to try like other substances and like, just really, um, I, you know, I'll be honest, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to live. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was because I felt so much and I didn't know how to interpret it. And I hated that I felt so much. And with friends, with relationships, I would always like have these intense experiences and emotions. And I realize now when I look back of how much of that really wasn't my own, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, it was, it was, it was bad, but basically, uh, to make a long story short, I ended up having seizures uh, mm-hmm. from the medications uh, that I was taking and two of the medications and mix well. And I also had tried to stop uh, the medications abruptly. Um, and I didn't realize that, you know, my body had become physically addicted to it before right. my mind was mentally addicted to it. Mm-hmm. And so um, I was having these seizures and it was completely unexpected and terrifying because I was, um, I was fully conscious during the seizure in the sense of like, they weren't like the full blown, like grand mal seizure. It was more so, um, where literally like my body would kind of contort and I wouldn't be able to speak during it, but it would be like, I was physically aware it, it's the most terrifying feeling ever yeah. from what I've experienced. And um, yeah, so it was like, I was having these seizures. They were like, well, maybe she has epilepsy and nobody in my family has epilepsy. So it was just kind right. of like, where is this coming from? And I was like, I just, my intuition was telling me, no, I think it's the medication. And I ended up um, in the time period a little bit before that, but then like occurring during that time, I was actually um, in contact with a psychic medium who later became my mentor on this journey. And she had told me that she didn't see the seizures as like a long-term um, health issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was like, this needed to happen to take you to like the next level. And, um, you know, she had described and she's like, you know, you are a medium and all that. And I'm like, there's no way, like what? But a lot of what she was saying, she would say, you know, does this happen? Does this happen? And I'm like, yes, you know, and I'm like, mm. well, that really gets me, you know? And um, so, yeah. And basically to make a long story short, I ended up um, like having a seizure. They did a multiple multitude of tests and I was like training also in, in opening and I kind of like, you know, just was like trying to take care of my health and my body, becoming more conscious. And I, to hear the doctor in the hospital room say to my parents, you know, like, we're afraid that she's going to die. And, um, because I was having so many seizures and they were very active in my sleep. Mm -hmm. And when you cycle and you have a multiple, amount of seizures in a short period of time, there is that chance where, you know, somebody cannot come back from that. And, uh, it's a very scary feeling. And it, it was like that moment. I was like, no, I, I want to live, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I want to do this. And, and so, um, I, I made a lot of health adjustments and I ended up having like 
um, a seizure back in like June. I want to say it was 2016. And um, it was like the doctors had told me everything. They're like, they couldn't figure it out because the seizures weren't showing up on the scans. They're like doing multiple tests. And they're like, this is strange. They even tried like pulling the seizure medication, all that, trying to trigger a seizure to happen. No other seizure had happened. Mm -hmm. And uh, the doctor comes back in the room and he looks at me and my mom and he was like, um, and I'm like, oh gosh, like they're going to put me on more medication now. Like what's going to happen? And uh, now he came in and was like, I don't know what to say. And I'm like, great. And he was like, no, your, your brain compared to your first brain scan, your brain scan. Now, um, he was like, seizures tend to leave marks on the brain, like footprints in the snow. Mm -hmm. And he's like, your brain looks perfectly healthy as if nothing has ever happened to it. And, oh, it like still gets me emotional. Um, and I was just like, remember like looking at my mom in the hospital room and I'm like, oh my God, like what? And he was like, I don't understand. I can't explain it. he was like, Mm -hmm. we tried triggering a seizure. We tried doing all these things. And like, they did like five different stroke tests. Like they were, and, and nothing was showing up. It was crazy. And I was like, this is like, because I feel like God was on my side. I was like, I want to be able to live and I want to share my story. And I really want to utilize my emotions and my feelings and my sensitivities um, to my full capacity so that I can be able to help people Mm -hmm. and help others who are struggling as well. Because I am a full believer now that um, a lot of people who experience panic attacks are really picking up, especially when they're like associated with like something happening, something occurring, because I feel Mm. like doctors these days can be so quick to throw you on medication without really having a um, kind of like an open mind to what's going on. And um, I feel like to be able to help people kind of like discern the difference and figure out like, hey, you know, I wonder if your experience is similar to mine and if what you're feeling is really spirit energy trying to come through, because Mm. now I have that whole thing where I still will get these um, episodes, I guess you can call them, but I call them the two world feeling. And Mm. um, I have done experiments on them um, with, I've had, I, I worked with someone who had helped me also kind of like every time that it would happen, he would go and he would help me kind of discern like, well, what's coming up. So he would do little tests of like, you know, like hold objects in his hand, um, and like hide them and say, you know, like what, what color is it? What object is it? You know, he would write things down on a piece of paper and not show me the paper. And I would be able to say what, you know, exactly what I was seeing, all of that. And, um, and I've noticed too, spirit tends to come through and the way that I can best describe this two world feeling is that it is, it's as if all timelines are existing at the same time, like Mm -hmm. past, present, future, it's all in one timeline. And with that being said, it's like, you can access a multitude of different information. And I feel like by utilizing the two world feeling and understanding it more, which is what I'm currently um, studying right now. And, you know, I'm 
talking to different clients of mine and I'm asking them, you know, especially my mentorship clients. And I'm like, you know, well, what's it like when you have this, you know, I want you to do this type of test when you do, when you get this episode, you know, like it's, it's very, it's a very particular subject that I'm very, very passionate about because I feel like it happens to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just, it's something that needs to be, I guess, like more understood, um, so that people don't just think like, you know, where is this anxiety coming from? Where is this panic coming from? Because I'm a full-blown believer that it, when anxiety, when you end up feeling anxiety, what anxiety is, it's unknown energy entering your energetic field that the mind has yet to translate, but the body is currently processing. Hmm. So I really feel that when that energy comes in, it's unknown. It's, you know what I mean? It's, it's unrecognizable when it's that random anxiety. Oof, why am I feeling this? And then somebody will have like, oh, something happened. You know what I mean? Or they get a phone call and whether it be good news or, you know, bad news, because it's like, you can be able to kind of discern as well when you get to know your body on how your body processes the information. So like Mm -hmm. what I've learned is when a, when I get that butterfly feeling that goes up into my chest, that's good news coming in. And when it sinks down into my stomach, it's not so great news. Mm. Um, so I've learned to kind of work, I guess, with these energies to better understand them. I feel like it's going to be a continuous learning process, but, um, but yeah, so that was kind of the, the experience. I know it kind of got sidetracked with that, but, um, but that was the experience. It was my, my seizures and mm-hmm. my health and, and kind of like that near death experience that really had catapulted me to um, get inspired, not only about this work, I was working with the other medium at the time, but also to just be inspired um, to live because yeah. life is such a gift and it's so beautiful. And I feel that that's one thing that, you know, spirit really brings forward is to cherish everything and all that we have right here, right now. And it's, I I feel like it's easy. It's easy to forget about that. So Mm -hmm. luckily I was able to be, you know, taken off and weaned off all the medication that I was on. And I can honestly say that like, I'm really happy to be able to be present and like feel all my emotions and work through them and, you know, and honor, honor my gifts and my sensitivities and understand when my energy is my own and when it's somebody else's. So, (laughs) wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you. Uh, Yeah. There's so much, so much there, but yeah, such a cool story. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's summed up. It's like summed yeah. up. Oh yeah. Blocks, but, but yeah. yeah, as much as I could sum it up, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's definitely shown me to, um, be grateful yeah. for everything. You know what I mean? Every day as it comes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Especially when you're like, you know, having to stare at your doctor with like some terrible news, you know, you're like, exactly. Ooh, yeah. That, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But you know what, though? You know what's interesting mm -hmm. is that the side of my brain that the seizures were happening on Mm. um, were so it's it's so fascinating. So it's was occurring on like the more logical side. Mm. So because it was affecting the right side of my body, you know, like Mm. the brain is like the opposite. And I, I say that 
I really do feel this. I feel that the seizures almost rewired me because I feel like such a completely different person than how I was before, because I couldn't like before it was like, you know, this obsession with like death and wanting to die and being so fearless and just, but in an unhealthy way. Now I feel like I'm like, wow, you know what I mean? Like, I don't even know how I was that person. <laughs> I'm like, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. just, you know, but, but it's, it, it's so different now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really, it's interesting to mm-hmm. say the least. Yeah. I really liked how you articulated the, like how you said that it was like the two worlds feeling. That was really cool. Cause I was like, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah. That was great. Um, I've, I've done some, some interviews as well with my guides to kind mm-hmm. of like try to better understand it. And um, it's definitely a learning process, but hopefully um, my goal is to eventually be able to at least whether I come out with a blog or a book about it or a video, something, but yeah. to really be able to um, to help people become aware of this because it mm-hmm. when it happens, I mean, it's it's intense and um, it's I've learned that now too because sometimes it's like you know I've I've talked to other psychics, other mediums that this will happen to, and um, it's like you know they'll kind of get stuck in that anxiety part of it, right? That that yeah. tends to theme where it's like you'll get stuck in the anxiety you get overwhelmed of like that this energy coming in this overwhelming feeling of like doom or you know uncertainty and then it's just like that's it but my goal is to help people expand beyond that because Mm -hmm. through what I've done for myself with this is that I now um when I when that feeling comes along like I mean I literally tune in I close my eyes and I go into like full channel mode and I'll pull out like a piece of paper I will like it's it's people have been with me at a restaurant when I'm like when when I'll be like in the passenger seat of the car right I've even been in the driver's seat and had to pull over and I'm like you have to drive this is happening right now and I need to start going and Mm -hmm. it's really crazy because I'll get you know information on people's health you know what I mean? And I'll be mm-hmm. like, I need to call this person because this is, this is occurring and this is what I'm seeing. And it's, it's very, it's so intense, this feeling and the information can be so cut and con like cut clear and concrete where it's just, it's interesting. So when people mm-hmm. that, you know, especially people, I feel like that know me on a personal level know that like, when I'm like, I'm having my two word feeling, everyone's kind of like, <laughs> you know oh, no. I mean? They're like, they're like going and they're like making sure that they find like a pen. Like I've literally, my, my fiance tells me all the time now, he's, he's like, do you keep like a pen and a paper in your car? Because you need to, (laughs) I've literally will scramble and start drawing on like any piece of paper or whatever that I can find. I'm like, it's, it's crazy, but it's so important that when this happens, I, the way that I can describe it, it's kind of as if. So it's like, you know, when you sit down in a mediumship session and we, we call, we invite spirit in, I would like to say the two world feeling is when spirit calls you. Mm, <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? It's literally when spirit calls you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really excited to dive more into that and kind of like slowly release more information about that because mm-hmm. it's a very, um, interesting subject. And I feel yeah. that a lot of psychics and mediums definitely, um, 
they relate on. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's, it's, it's interesting. What about you? Have you had like that mm-hmm. two world experience? I would say, well, here's the thing. So apparently <laughs> I think I have too much protection personally is what uh, the feedback I've gotten. Right. Okay. So um, when I reach out, right. And then it's like, and then I get information. Right. Um, but then it will hit me, but it's usually when I'm talking to somebody and then I start getting like information as I'm talking to them. I don't know. Okay, no, that makes sense. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay. Well. Um, but I do this. <laughs> yeah. What do I, wait, what do I do? <laughs> it's a seasonal. Mostly it's around actually. Um, it's usually in situations cause I have social anxiety to an extent. So it's usually in situations where they're telling me like, this person's like this, this person's like that. And they're telling me sort of like how they are as a person. That way I can like, That's good. Yeah. yeah. I, I, trust me. I feel like I, I struggle with that too. Like social anxiety, mm-hmm. I feel like, especially for like sensitives, empaths, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like we, we really pick up on information. Like yeah. I, I do like when I go to a place and stuff, especially if I'm a little bit unfamiliar, like I'll come off as really shy yeah. and then you'll see me like blossom and open up. And Same. it's because, yeah, I think it's mm-hmm. because we observe the energy first mm-hmm. and then it's like we find what, who or whatever it is that makes us feel comfortable and then we can open up. Yes. You know what I mean? So totally. yeah, I feel like it's a mix of like being sensitive, but hashtag. Yeah. Like also trauma. <laughs> yeah, right. Ooh, yeah, a little bit of that. Yeah. But, sure. you know what I mean? So, yeah. But yeah, no, that's that's really neat though that mm-hmm. you're able to kind of like pinpoint as well. Yeah. So I think the next, my next stage in my own development is sort of working on a little bit of the blocks that I have. And they're blocks of like protection. Like there are protections like I had put up, like I but- consciously put up. And everybody, like all the psychics, like my psychic friends that read me, they're like, you have a little too much protection up. <laughs> you're a little too grounded. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, is it the information that you feel like you've consumed and kind of like, yeah. I guess, has shielded yourself almost, you know, because I, I believe that our guides kind of, mm-hmm. they restrict us. If, if we have fear in a certain area, I feel like they'll have a different way of bringing information forward so that we don't like, oh, you know? oh yeah. Well, I already told them, I was like, look, I do not show me anything. Do not show yourself in my physical <laughs> eyes. I don't want to see that. I'm ha- happy hearing you. Do not, do not. <laughs> I, I will freak out. <laughs> um, so it's kind of that level, but now like recently I've been like, okay, look a little bit, like a little bit here and there, I can handle it. So I'm, I'm mainly just seeing like a lot of lights and stuff like that showing up. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Like the orbs and stuff. Yeah. The orbs and like, even like weirdly shaped lights. I saw like a golden flame when I was like meditating once and I looked over and I was like, <laughs> and I was like meditating. Right. So I was kind of in a trance. I was like, Oh, there's just like a golden flame, like hanging out or whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> awesome pretty... though. Yeah. It's pretty cool. When they appear, when you're like in that mode and just something appears right in front of your eyes, it's yeah. it's really like, it leaves like a very vivid memory. <laughs> yeah, wow. you yeah I mean? for sure. <laughs> I will not forget that. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very cool. So I think we touched a little bit on sort of, sort of your role models, at least your psychic, um, you had a psychic mentor, but um, if you wanted to talk a little bit about uh, them or any other role models that you may have had on your journey. Yeah. 
Um, so she was absolutely incredible um, and just a beautiful person inside and out. And I really feel like she believed in me so much um, and just, it was, uh, I, I, I really am so grateful for her um, in, in so many ways. Um, I would say her name, but I don't know if like, I haven't asked her about this. So I was like, oh, you know what I mean? But, um, but she is, she's really cool. And um, just an overall beautiful person. And I'm so thankful for her. I mean, she had taught me um, really to utilize my psychic abilities first and how your psychic abilities then will help you really be able to grasp the art of mediumship. Um, and then she also had told me about energy work. You know what I mean? And kind of led me to the chakras. And, you know, I had experienced my first sound healing because of her, which is incredible with like the quartz crystal bowls and the gongs. And it's such a beautiful experience to see how many different healing modalities that there are. So I definitely feel that, um, yeah, it was, it was incredible. And actually speaking of working with her, um, every time that we were together, it was so funny because she would always just kind of like look over or like make faces because I don't know what it was, but when we would sit down and like work together, um, and I would, I would go to her house, um, things would move, <laughs> things would like, I remember a book fell off of the book and she was just like, <laughs> literally it was it was I'm like I don't know you know and it, it was very intense I would say mm -hmm. and I remember then when we had started working with like I was she had me working with like other women in development circles and stuff and like the stuff that I was able to see and everything like physically like with my physical eyes in the room and like I start describing and she was describing the same thing it was just like we really connected because um, I really do feel that when you're in a group and you're in a room with uh, psychics and mediums and stuff that energy amplifies mm -hmm. you know what I mean it's just like one big power cord to the spirit world and um it was just, it's so incredible. So yeah, so she is absolutely amazing. I will always hold her near and dear to my heart. Um, and I'm so incredibly thankful and grateful for her um, just opening this door for me because I can honestly tell you that I couldn't, I, I you know, it's not like I grew up and was like, I want to be a psychic me. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I, uh, I know. I mean, I always knew that I wanted to help people. Mm -hmm. But, um, and then like make an impact on their lives in some way. And as weird as it sounds, I used to always tell my mom, like, I, I feel like I, I want to be able to share an important message to people and help them on their journey. And it's so funny because a mediumship is really just that it's, it's sharing messages from the spirit dimensions and mm -hmm. being able to help people heal, you know, yeah. uh, so it's a very interesting how like I had one plan, but God had another. <laughs> like, uh -huh. ha, ha, ha. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> wow. But then for like my other models, though, I would definitely say like I know probably people will be like, oh my god, but I I love the Long Island medium Teresa Caputo. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I've seen her live. She's incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's so validating. Um, right she had uh, at the time read the person that I was with and um, it was, it was so incredible. Just, it, she's really is the real deal. I know that, you know, like TV and all that, but yeah. she's, she's extremely talented and for sure 
is a real deal medium. Um, yeah. I also love like John Holland and Tyler Henry. Um, I, I think that they're, you know, it's, I have so many. <laughs> yeah, I know, like this one. This one. <laughs> yeah, but I just, I, because I feel like everybody, like Cindy Kaza, I, I love mm-hmm. her as well. I feel like everybody has their own way. Oh, and Michelle Belanger, if you don't oh, know. Yes, I, oh, yes. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She, she hands down is probably like, oh, I love Michelle. <laughs> I think she is so cool. I'm like, oh my gosh, I will totally fangirl over Michelle any day. <laughs> Literally, like I, I'm like, wow, because the information and the way that she communicates and reads, oh my gosh, and, and on the show portals to hell, I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. like she's um just incredible, inc- an incredible medium. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh now I have some new shows to watch. <laughs> because <laughs> like, uh, I did definitely um watch Tyler Henry's show which was is pretty amazing um but I will say what I did find on YouTube I guess he had like a contest where you could win like a reading with Tyler but they mm-hmm. filmed the whole thing right which was interesting because of course on the TV show they're going to cut out the parts where you're like sitting there waiting you know, exactly like, like, you know. that's real mediumship is yes yes <laughs> those awkward pauses where you're like hold on (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but it was really cool to see like they didn't break or anything they filmed the whole thing so he's like doing the awkward pauses he's like (laughs) kind of like trying to like gather he's like I gotta gather the information he's right you know trying to he's like oh hold on like I I just got a bucket of information I gotta like so it was kind of cool just seeing that process yeah absolutely yeah he he's incredible he's really incredible i'll have to see is that that you said that's on youtube it's on youtube yeah it was something where a lady had won a a, they were doing like a contest for a reading and it's like an hour long because he does like an hour but it was pretty good and then you could kind of tell you know because sometimes you get the information and it's not hitting right like it's not hitting and then she she was like no no he's but he's like no this is for you or somebody near you because it's yeah yeah thing that I always tell people like I I I tell my students I tell even people that are like sitting in front of me during sessions I'm like I'm not afraid of no you know what I mean like I'm not afraid of hearing no yeah or "Mm, I can't think of this you know I'm I'm not afraid of that because the majority of the time it's either like I'm translating it wrong you know what I mean or yeah. it's not clicking with them just yet because I I can't tell you how many times too I've had people be like, no, you know it's this is just not resonating. I'm not I'm not sure. And then literally I'll get an email. I spoke to this person and they said what you know what I mean. And it's just like there it is. There yeah, it is. Like- or- literally like in during the session as the session goes on because I'm very I'm very much like I don't like to get stuck on it. We're going to move. And so I let spirit know. I let the person know, like, we're going to move on to the next thing. And then all of a sudden, there it is again. Spirit will bring through something else that links to that. And then boom, it clicks with them right there. And they're like, oh my God. You know, and I, and I really think like John Enward uh, talks about this, um, mm-hmm. how people kind of get this, like, almost like it's like a spirit brain where they kind of like, <laughs> blank out during sessions. <laughs> like they're like, wait, um, and then it'll be like the most obvious thing. And they're like, I don't know why. Oh my God. I just thought of this right now. Like it clicks, but I think it's just because it's like, I don't know if it's like the haze of the energy mm. that comes over, but, and the, how the frequency is so high when you're in that state right. that maybe like and it's also I mean it's like 
also probably like overwhelming and like a little bit of like anxiety inducing yeah. for them. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, but, um, but yeah, I'll definitely, I'll have to have to check out Tyler's cause <laughs> I, I love him. I think he's incredible. And the yeah. way that he just channels information and he's so intelligent and articulate with the way that he describes mediumship. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Really incredible. Yeah. So both, both him and Michelle, I'm telling you, they're like, I don't, the way that they are able to just put it into uh, like, like terms, actual terms that, that are understandable are incredible. They just end up finding the words for it. So I love that. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, now I have to, um, yeah, check out some more Michelle Bollinger. Um, oh, and now I need to check out. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So I. Uh, so my next question was, how did you learn to be a psychic medium? But I think we pretty much covered that with your mentor. Um, but I am curious about like the and how you came to do angelic uh, channeling and how that came about. So that, yeah, that definitely, um, took me by surprise as well. Um, Mm -hmm. I've had, I used to get this visual, um, like early on in my journey of like, whenever I would get upset or feel, um, scared, I would like get this visual of big, beautiful wings wrapping me and kind of like covering me. Um, and, uh, it was just like such a particular visual, you know, time went on and I didn't really think anything of it. And, um, then I started to have like experiences where, um, like I had like an Archangel Michael card in my mirror when I was, you know, first working with my very first mentor and like it had fallen off and hit me in the face. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what's that? And I'm like, oh, but then it was strange because then later that day I ended up going to see my mentor and then she gave me an Archangel Michael Oracle deck. And then I'm like, okay, I see you, Michael. I yeah. see you. So, um, so he was probably one of the first archangels that I ended up working with. And um, then, like later on, so during my healing sessions, um, I realized that, like, very clearly, because angels communicate differently than like human spirits, um, they're very clear with their communication. Um, it can be literal, um, full sentences. You know what I mean? They're mm-hmm. very easy to give out their name as well I've noticed um so I started getting a bunch of different like names and like the connections of like you know whatever like whatever a person was going through I would like get this like this is an archangel blah 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 you know what I mean and then I would literally go in and give a message to a person and Later on, I'm like, you know, I'm going to do more research and then realize that a lot of people who had wrote about the archangels and like the different ones and stuff um, that they correlated with the same healing messages that I would give people. So I'm like, mm. oh my gosh, this is interesting. Yeah. Um, but my first, I think, experience um, with actually seeing an angel um, was I was praying the rosary and, you know, I'm just like in bed and in that deep meditation. And I don't know, there's something about like the rosary that really kind of puts me in a trance state. And, um, all of a sudden I see this six winged being right in front of me with like, it was like layers of golden and white light. And I just remember it having six wings and I'm like, what is that? Like, you know, I'm trying to articulate that 
I had no idea because I had no prior information other than like you know like you know like Archangel Michael I think that was the only angel that I was really familiar with and Mm -hmm. maybe Gabriel um but other than that I was like I, I wasn't really familiar with like the angelics and the work that they do um but I had seen uh this being so um the person that I was with at the time was telling me they're like oh that's the seraphim and I was like what's the seraphim and they're like oh it's the highest form of angel and so we had like looked up pictures and all that and I'm like this is actually really crazy um because they're like the highest I I guess you could say like of of the hierarchy of angels they're Mm -hmm. like the highest level of angel um that's the closest in God and what I found was very interesting was how it coincided with like I was also praying the rosary and like dedicating that time to you know prayer and to meditation and such and um I was like wow that's really incredible so, um, so yeah, so that had happened. And then it was just like, you know, um, during my healing sessions, I would like bring forth an angel. And then my clients would say like, oh my God, this is so crazy. This angel came through it. <laughs> yep. That's right. <laughs> and, and I mean, you know, from that from firsthand. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's, yeah. And it's, you know, and it's crazy when that happens because it's just like, when you go and you're putting those intentions out there, you're asking or the angel for assistance, you're working with that angel. And then for that angel to come through, I feel like is like, it's really mind blowing. Um, mm-hmm. and definitely. So then, yeah, I was like, all right, we're going to do this. And interestingly enough, I feel that in my healing sessions, my energy healing sessions, I feel like they're very, like they, they keep and continue to evolve over time. Um, you know, with the more experience and such that I get. And I definitely feel that when the angelics come in for a healing, it is so intense. I feel like I receive a healing also myself, Mm -hmm. a very intense version of the healing. Cause it's like, you know, when you, when every time like you do a healing session, I do believe that the practitioner also um, receives the healing. You know what I mean? Because really what you're doing is you're help facilitating the other person to kind of help heal their own energy. But the angelics take that to a whole nother level where I feel like they come in just like extraterrestrials. Also ETs are really beautiful beings to work with and they perform profound healings as well I've had them come into my sessions and it's just like the the different energies and levels of healing that they bring forward um and the feelings like where I mean you know when people who aren't even that spiritual are opening their eyes during the session because they feel the presence of somebody Mm. else in the room yeah that's you know like whoa there's a lot of energy that's happening because I I have had especially my in-person sessions um my clients will tell me like they'll be like you know I I I felt you on my right side but then when I opened my eyes you were all the way up here um, by my shoulder on my left side and it was like but I I could have sworn you were touching my right thigh and that's when I tell them, cause they're like, you know, and some of them are even afraid to tell me cause they'll feel like they sound crazy. And they're like, I'm going to sound really crazy right now. And I'm like, can I just tell you that this is not crazy and this happens so often? I'm like, a lot of people experience this. And I really feel that it's their guides. It's the spirit team. It's the angelics. It's the ETs who come in and really help facilitate that healing as well and help channel the energy. And with the angelics, I have learned and ETs 
different. Like I have like my own symbols that I've gotten from the angelics that I've created that like, you know, I'll know which direction to put them in, what they mean. Um, it's, it's very different. Um, so it's, yeah, it's a very different way of healing and definitely has opened my eyes to how I guess these beings work essentially. Um, but yeah, it's, um, I would definitely say that with their help in channeling energy in general, it just takes the healings to, um, a more profound level. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, angels. I think I think we talked about angels in a session, but uh, or my approach to angels because I was like, you know, because I start this practice, my practices, and I was like, I don't know about angels. They sound a little bit fluffy <laughs> and kind of lame, right? <laughs> like that was like how I would. And then you know start, and then you just I don't know. At, at least the practices that I do on my own, my own spiritual practices, they start coming in, and then yeah. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> right like what is that and they all feel different like now you know it's like when you familiarize yourself with the energies of the different angels it's Mm -hmm. you know like I it's I conducted a workshop you know the other day and so strongly immediately right before it started it was like 20 minutes before the workshop started boom there he was Archangel Gabriel you know what I mean to help facilitate this healing wow and I feel like when you, um, when you begin working with them, you kind of build your own perception of how they appear to you, mm-hmm. which I think is like very important. So, um, I feel that, you know, each angel and each type of angel, because I've had different angels, like the Ophim have also appeared. That's one I get a lot as well. Um, where it's literally like with the, the wheel, the spinning mm-hmm. stuff bunch of eyes um I have that drawn so many times in my notebook um but they're they're really powerful messengers as well um so and they usually intervene ironically I actually see them quite frequently in the two world feeling that's Mm -hmm. when I see that particular angel come through those in the seraphim come through very strongly during those feelings um but yeah it's uh the angels definitely I know I I felt the same way I was like (laughs) I don't know. Just like parents. Oh yeah. Same. (laughs) You don't. Nope. I literally have encountered fairies with people, their guides, you know, and fairies are also very like, they'll give the name. Fairies very much are like, they'll tell you their name. You know what I mean? And what was, I will never forget um, one session in particular where um, a fairy had given her name to this client and it was actually, (laughs) oddly enough it was a name that came through and in another language it mean it meant little winged spirit and I was like no way what swear we I, we were going crazy I was like I was like wait a second I was like you know because I I get a lot of names and I get a lot of um I don't know about you, but I get stuff in like different languages. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I've gotten stuff in Arabic, Latin, um, Hebrew, Sanskrit, where I just like will be like words or phrases that will literally even names that'll come through. And I'm like, whoa, like that really resonates. That makes sense. So when we had got that, I remember it was just, it was so crazy, um, especially because um, the way that it came off was, oh, actually, this is good because I have like two stories with this. Um, 
And it was just like the way that this being came off was like, I started like seeing this little fairy around her and all that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, she was very connected with the fairy realm, you know, when she was little. And I remember kind of like being a little bit skeptical myself, but when the name came forward and I was like, I'm like, all right. (laughs) The real, yeah. And I thought that I knew, I don't. Right. (laughs) So... And, um, and it was actually, it was very interesting too, um, because this is going to take another turn on angels as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, okay. So we all know Lucifer, mm-hmm. um, and I feel that the energy of Lucifer is highly misunderstood. Um, I know a lot of people are probably going to like come at me, with <laughs> but like, hear me out. Yeah. Um, so she had connected with Lucifer. Um, but I, you know, you know, cause you've, you've had my distance sessions, you know, mm-hmm. we don't, we, we talk for a brief moment and then I do my thing and then I come back and we kind of like debrief. Yeah. So I kept getting <laughs> the angel come in and wanted to be called Lucy. And I'm like, Lucy. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then it was like short for Lucifer. And then it was like, definitely Lucifer. And at this point I'm like calling on Michael and I'm like, is this all right? Like, <laughs> I'm like, what's happening? And it was so interesting because, um, so when I ended up debriefing with the client, turns out that she would nickname, she connected with him and she would nickname him Lucy, which is why he came through as Lucy. Right interesting though is that then she was like is it safe you know to work I know there's like a lot of you know kind of like it's like taboo basically to really be able to and there's controversy around you know the angel Lucifer Mm -hmm. uh, Michael came in with a very strong message about how um, Lucifer is essentially like transcending into back to being a light being because Lucifer is originally an archangel right he's a light being and um it was very interesting the way that michael had come in with his message about how like no it's safe now does that mean that lucifer gets along with all the archangels but um the fact that michael was coming through and kind Mm -hmm. of like letting it know that like it's okay you know what i mean and it's okay for her to not feel shame for wanting to work with him or working with him in the past And uh, he really brought a greater understanding into which, you know, it's like, there's so much misconception about like Lucifer and and, like Lucifer is different than Satan. Mm -hmm. Satan is different energy. And I feel like sometimes people can mix the two, Mm -hmm. Um, but Lucifer is actually has done so much work. You know what I mean? Throughout the years and also time and spirit, which is, you know, just infinite. And um, to where he has really been able to redeem himself and kind mm. of like come back into the angelic kingdom, um, so you can say. Um, and I found that that was very interesting. And what's interesting, even more interesting about that is that you can also utilize Lucifer in exorcisms to help you understand lower level beings Hmm. which is very powerful that was another message that michael had brought through and i was like very interesting because of the depths that lucifer can understand the duality between both right so 
it was um, very fascinating to say the least. So yeah, <laughs> that's so cool. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. So, so the angelics are something else. They yeah. are really something else. Um, so yeah, it's oh, incredible. I, I love working with them. I think that they're, their presence in general, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's so different. It's so, it feels like a warm hug. You know, they'll send you goosebumps, yeah. you know, you'll get those, those spirit chills and it's so different. And I feel like it's healing on like so many different levels. I feel like mm-hmm. when the angels come through and they channel and they speak and when they work on a person, it's like literally as if the different layers of the energy body are being, you know, simultaneously healed at once, you know, right. it's not just a emotional body or mental it's like it's all of it Mm -hmm. and um, to be like transformed into the the next level essentially so I don't know that's what I've learned (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) that's so cool thank you for sharing the the Lucifer story because like it's kind of like in a way right like he's kind of human and like or at least he kind of understands human stuff right if he's going absolutely it's he's able to kind of um be like you said I mean be more relatable yeah you know what I mean because essentially like when you go into the subject of like demons and you know the the lower level energies um they kind of work more on the materialistic realm right um and I feel like they understand the material realm a bit more yes um so, but it's, it's fascinating too, because they themselves can also be great teachers, um, you know, of, you know, of literally anything, you know what I mean? From, mm-hmm. um, something like, you know, wanting to die, you know what I mean? Or, right. or anything like that, where you experience those deep pains, because I will say, you know, like I definitely had my moments when I was com- being completely reckless and, and doing, you know, just not taking care of my body. Um, where I know for a fact, like I have seen things that were, you know, not so pretty. Uh, and when you feel and you get a sense of those energies around, you're like, Oh, you know what I mean? Um, and I definitely feel that, you know, anything that is, um, I hate the term like high vibe, low vibe, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm trying to put it together, but I feel like anything like that, that's some kind of like lower vibrational, um, is, is like doorways, you know, for them to kind of come in like, yes. you open and, um, so it's just, but, but at the same time, I do feel that, you know, they, they're able to kind of understand us on a, a more human level. Totally. It's, just, you know, it's comes with a price for <laughs> Oh my God, such good insight on that. I love it. So cool. Um, I can't remember. Oh, uh, not, I can't remember if I shared my, I know we talked about Archangel Metatron in my, in our sessions together, because he's kind of always around, um, me, but I don't know if I told you about, um, the feather story. I just want to tell it real quick. Yeah, tell it. It's so good. Okay. So, you know, I've been working with Archangel Metatron for a while and I was at the gym and I was like on the elliptical. And I was like listening to a podcast, right? And it was like one where um, it was a medium and she was uh, talking about how she'll like ask for an angel feather 
right to appear and she had the like amazing story of like she was like what telling her daughter like I can ask angels to send me a feather and they'll send it and she's like whatever mom and she's like watch and she slams her hand on the table and there's she lifts it up there's a feather on the table right and I was like that's so cool and I was like you know and I'm like on the elliptical archangel metatron you know we've been working together for quite a while I was like I never got a feather from you like can I have a feather you know I was like (laughs) elliptical anyway yeah and so I'm heading you know I'm done with the gym and I'm getting into my car but I you know and I had to back out of the space I was in and so I look into my rear view mirror and tucked in no kidding between because my I there's like a little tiny windshield wiper in the back of my car tucked between the windshield wiper and the glass was a white feather no joke (laughs) there's like there's your feather and I was like what? I was like freaking out in the car 20 minutes later. Yeah. Oh my God. I can't believe, I I would have loved to see your face. Like just like, what you've got. And I was like, for five minutes, I was like, and I didn't even think to take a picture. Not that that would make a difference because somebody would be like, you just took the feather and put it there. And I was like, look. Memory though. I feel like it would have, Yeah, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm crazy like that. I'm, I'm, I'll keep the feathers. I actually, actually, the feathers. Speaking of speaking of Lucifer, the day that that happened, um, I had went outside. I took my dogs on a walk, and I found a big black feather. Whoa! That was almost as if like a thank you. You yeah. know what I mean? Like acknowledging him and also honoring that he's not some like demonized type of being that I feel like you know people will tend to associate him with so yeah. I know it's it's interesting like the way that like the angels work and they'll just gift you things it's mm-hmm. crazy it's literally like ask and you shall receive. <laughs> yeah for sure it's incredible though yes. wow you'll have to send me that that podcast that you were listening to oh yeah so. I'll have to find it <laughs> oh man um, so I know we're sort of wrapping up, uh, to an extent here, but, uh, what do you want to share about how you enjoy working up or working up, working with your clients the most? Like, what do you like doing the most? What do you, you know? Um, oh my goodness. I don't know. I probably favor mediumship a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I love when spirit comes in and I love being able to be a channel, um, but yeah, I think that just it's like the experiences that people have. So I wouldn't even say like it's like necessarily what I do, but more so what spirit does that kind of like blows my mind a bit. Um, I know we were talking about prior before about like having certain instances that come up in <laughs> in mediumship, especially mm-hmm. um, there's these just unexplainable occurrences. Um, so it was just like, for example, I... Um, I was sitting down with a woman and like towards the end of the session, I'm like asking her, I'm like, okay, you know, do you have any other questions? And she wanted to ask her husband something and literally the, okay. So I have like a speaker that plugs into the wall. You know what I mean? It's kind of like old school. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I was using my phone to, you know, put the Bluetooth with Spotify and the music gets interrupted. Now there were two other women with, you know, sitting down in this mediumship session the music gets interrupted and she's like, shh, hello. Shh. And we just were like, oh my God. And and they were like, does this normally happen? I 
like, uh, we we're all like so sur- surprised, shocked, spooked. And she was like, I really thought that somebody was going to come through that speaker and just start speaking. Mm-hmm. And it's so incredible because you have to think too, like spirit boxes, but it's like, I don't know how it was able to manipulate something like Spotify. You know what I mean? And all it was, it wasn't, I wasn't, didn't have music on with words. It was meditation music. So it was mm-hmm. just like, you know, birds and like nature sound. <laughs> stuff and like nothing no people no person talking nothing um and then I had another instance recently where I had given a mediumship reading and it was kind of like an unexpected one and uh you know we were sitting down at the table and you know the spirit was coming through the, the messages all that and um I had brought up this woman uh, like her birthday And I was like, I don't know why I was like, I keep hearing happy birthday over and over and over again. And I said, were you alone on your birthday? And, you know, and and she was saying yes. And um, I was like, because like spirit shows me this symbolism. And I was like, and, and your mother really wants to come forward and just acknowledge, you know, that she was with you during this time. And um, basically just wanted to, to really give her that like happy birthday. Right. And I kid you not. I mean, literally we were all shocked because it's cause it was like, you know, we, we were at an out, like a little bit of an outing and everything. So there were mm-hmm. people and, uh, about 20 minutes later, no, not even 20 minutes. I would say 10 minutes later, all of a sudden the people behind us start singing happy birthday. And she was like, and everyone just stopped at the table and they were like, do you hear this right now? And the table behind us was singing happy birthday. Wow. And it was crazy, crazy because it, it, you know what I mean? It's like, number one, nobody, nobody heard or knew that it was somebody's birthday. So mm-hmm. it was so random. And then it was just like, it was such a crazy experience it really, it was mind blowing. So she, so she then had got up um, and she had asked the person, she was like, whose birthday was it? And the lady was like, it's mine. She was like, I hope you had a very happy birthday. And she was like, I did, but it was just like, cause spirit tends to do that. They'll piggyback things. Mm-hmm. But I just thought about how incredible it was that her mother was coming forward to acknowledge her birthday, to acknowledge that she felt alone, but then also to have that happy birthday song that was like, I keep hearing the happy birthday song <laughs> literally come forward. Wow. Um, so it was, it was wow. Like, I mean, spirit, I mean, it just, it never ceases to amaze me. So I would yeah. say experiences like that where people actually have legitimate encounters mm-hmm. um, where it's just like, that was really weird. And like, you can really feel like it's almost as if those type of sessions really help you like really bring you closer to the spirit world in more ways. And I think that, um, that in general is just, it's profound. You know what I mean? It's huge. And especially too, when there's like weird light situations that happen. I mean, like I've, (laughs) (laughs) my poor clients have definitely experienced quite a bit. So, but yeah, it's, um, but it's, it's really beautiful. So that's probably my favorite part. And my favorite part is seeing um, them transform and just be able to, to heal and, and get it out and be heard and seen and just to feel that profound love from the spirit world and from me as well. And from our hearts to kind of connect, that's my biggest um, 
just part of about being on this journey as a healer and a medium. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Great stories. Oh my gosh. I'm sure you have like so many. Um, oh my gosh. I know we didn't even get to cover the paranormal investigation. I know. Yeah. I'm like, oh man. Cause that, that's a story. For yeah. Sure. I bet. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe next time if you know, you're, you're wanting to talk about that. Um, that'd be cool. <laughs> Um, so I know like recently I saw on your Instagram, which I follow, um, that you have some workshops that have come out. I was very, I was really like wanting to take the divine feminine one, but I was like, dang it. Like I just, it, my schedule right now, I couldn't work it out. So I hope you do it again, maybe. Oh, um, you know, it got really positive feedback. So yeah. there's definitely a chance. Um, I'm okay. doing one in person that's coming up on August 26th, which I'm really excited about. Cool. Um, and but yeah it was so incredible um and what was interesting was that um this workshop had a theme going um and the theme was for sexual assault and rape victims and um or, or what i like to call even survivors and mm-hmm. uh, and it was such a profound healing space i feel for these women to be able like i i really didn't do much talking i kind of let them just speak with each other, share with each other. And just to be able to have them feel a sense of, you know, feeling seen, feeling heard, feeling validated and loved. And just the warmth of that like sisterhood, I feel like is so important because it's very rare um, that that you can encounter that. And mm-hmm. uh, so it was just, it was such a beautiful experience. And I definitely feel like this other one coming up is going to have a different theme to it mm-hmm. uh, as well. And uh, it's just, it's so different. So yeah, so the workshops have definitely been a very uh, exciting subject for me. I'm currently in the works of hopefully launching um, a psychic ability one Ooh, in, um, in fall. So, so yeah, so I'm excited for that. And I'll probably do both the in-person and distance, depending on like, um, I guess like how I feel that it should be done. I mean, it probably could even be done over distance, like all of it, but uh but yeah, but this was, it was, it was wonderful. And then like the woman at, at the very end of the workshop, I did like a Reiki energetic healing. Um, I also called in a lot of the angels and that's what, what I was saying too, is like, I even experienced uh, a profound healing um, myself that day. And it was just, and to hear their messages and like to hear everybody, how they felt afterwards. And like, I feel tingly. I feel a little bit like high. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's, that's the high vibrational energies that are like coming in and, and assisting you. And, um, so yeah, it was, it was really beautiful. So I hope next time, definitely I can have you at one of my workshops. It was yeah. fun. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yes. Uh, I was really regretful that I couldn't make that one. Um, so is there, so we're just kind of, you know, again, sort of now wrapping up again, but, um, is there any sort of, I say mantra or motto words of wisdom that you kind of go by that kind of you think about often or gets you through the day that you'd like to share? Um, I would probably, I mean, the one that sticks out the most is probably the one that's like literally on my website. That's the brighter, the light, the darker, the shadow. Mm. And I do feel that um, people that have this, you know, they have such dark shadow parts of them um, that are like waiting to be acknowledged. I feel like are literally 
um, just these beings of beautiful, bright light. And I really feel that when you acknowledge those parts of you and you shine the light and you do the work, like you, you can just shine so incredibly bright. So yeah. So it's just, I, I feel like that itself has been like one that really stuck with me um, because it just, it's, it's so true. I feel like the most beautiful, um, profound healers, medium, psychic, sensitives, um, people in general that I've met um, have gone through and have had like a lot of trauma, a lot of dark pasts, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, able to come out of that and to shine and um, and then also to see that darkness with others and to be able to see their capacity of the light. I think that's really important too. So, um, so yeah, so that's what I would say is my mantra. <laughs> cool. I love it. It's a great one for sure. Um, so what is, I know we talked about your workshops, but is there anything else that you wanted to share, um, about the work you're doing? Um, other than like, I would say delving more into like the two world feeling, um, I'm really kind of, I kind of let spirit drive me, um, wherever I need to go. But, um, I, I feel that channeling and mediumship is definitely, um, has been like very big, um, on the, on the scene for me. And then I guess just like working to build my business up more like in person, mm -hmm. It's a really big thing that I'm working on right now. Um, but other than that, I would say just learning, learning, <clears throat> learning from spirit, learning from all of that, from just being able to, because I feel like every client, every person that you connect with, just like every being um, is different mm -hmm. and they have lessons, energy, anything like that to offer. I feel like actually speaking on that, um, mm -hmm. I feel like, probably opening up more and mm -hmm. like literally like actually speaking more and really getting the message out there unapologetically and also like expressing my vulnerability more um so maybe that's even why my throat was like going out a little oh, bit yeah. other than it being dry. <laughs> <laughs> like what a what a perfect time so, yes exactly but, um, yeah so I would definitely say like you know putting putting myself out there and just being me yeah <laughs> cool all good things to do for sure. Um, so what kind what contact information uh, you would like to share with the audience? Um, so definitely my Instagram, which is at tip reads um, or my website, which is innerworkingsofthesoul.com. And that's where you can, you know, contact me. You can get my email. Um, if you want to book a session, I got blogs on there. So. <laughs> They're really good. That's how I found you actually. <laughs> You. yeah yeah it was um I know I need to get back on my blog game I feel like I've been slacking but <laughs> it's hard writing that's all I'll say that <laughs> it is it is yeah. I just feel like it's just trying to I, I feel like I get overwhelmed because I feel like I'll start writing about one thing and then spirit will bring in a new information and then I'm like oh you know what I mean I get <laughs> distracted with that I'm like <laughs> uh, yeah totally <laughs> the spirit ADHD yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh. so but yeah well thank you so much Tiffany it's always fun always a pleasure uh when I get to sit down with you in any any form it's wonderful so thank you so much for being my guest likewise thank you so much <laughs> That was an interview with Tiffany Reeds, where we learned about her journey to becoming a psychic medium and angelic channel. 
Please see the show notes on how to find Tiffany's website and Instagram to learn more about the wonderful ways she helps her clients in any future workshops she will put together. To learn more about the Casual Temple podcast, please visit casualtemple.com. There's a Casual Temple YouTube channel, so please like, share, and subscribe and click the notification bell. New episodes will be released every Wednesday. Please be sure to leave a review and share this episode with the people in your life who enjoy this content. Do check out the other episodes of the Casual Temple podcast on your preferred podcast app. And thank you so much for listening.